In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the lead investigator for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, Long Way, and Corrigan. Hi, Ron. Hi, Whatever. Whatever. I guess totally messed that up. That's all right. Oh, well. So, how are you, my love? Ah, I am excellent. And how are you? Oh, outstanding. Outstanding? Outstanding in the field? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, (laughs) uh, a lot of cool things happen. And, you know, that uh, Karen's coming over here. He'll be here in just 13 days. Wow. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah, it's kind of neat, actually. Excellent. And he's here for, what, a, almost a month? A fortnight. Yeah? A fortnight. A fortnight? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what a fortnight is? No, what's a fortnight? Damn bloody yanks don't Yankee. know nothing. <laughs> Fortnight's two weeks. Ah. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. No. Wow. So there you go. Well, he's just got so much stuff crammed into that, uh, that time. I guess he thought he would be here longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we have uh, um, the new newsletter came out from uh, the New England Ghost Project. And if you haven't signed up for it, it's neghostproject.com. Go on and click on and sign up for it. It's kind of neat. It's uh, got a lot of cool stuff in it. We've got uh, an article from Thomas D'Agostino on it. Uh, there's one uh, ghost story for me from ex- kind of like an excerpt from the book, actually one of the ones that didn't make it, <laughs> uh-huh. and we've got a picture of the munch, which happens to be ghost at Hooters, so that's uh, always interesting. Ghost at Hooters? Oh, ghost at Hooters. Oh, boy. That yeah. investigation I could definitely get my husband to go to. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be like the one uh, we did at the uh, pole dancer studio. Yeah. And... Uh, what else is in there? Oh, uh, Dorothy Morgan's uh, horoscope, which is cool. That's uh, that's in there every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a new feature called Beyond Bizarre, which is little bizarre facts and stuff, which is going to actually going to be a segment of this show uh, starting in September sometime. Oh, that'll be awesome. I think so. I think so. 
Yeah, and I understand that you're working on a new segment as well. Oh, yes, I am. I am. Can I say what it is, or are we going Yeah, it's, it's, it's like how to make out at the cemetery or something like that. <laughs> right, the best, the, the best cemetery is to park in all over Massachusetts. <laughs> it's going to be called Cemetery Tripping. Cemetery and Tripping. Cemetery Tripping. Yes. Okay, what is this with the tripping thing? All right, we'll, we'll, all right, go into your thing, and then I'll, I'll go on my rave. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, cemetery tripping is just going to... I'm going to talk about some great cemeteries uh, in New England and maybe beyond, and I have a pretty big collection of uh, photography, my little hobby on the side there, and just for people who are taphophiles, which means people who love gravestones... Um, what are they? Informative. Wait a minute, what are they? Pathophiles. Pathophiles? Path with a T. Pat? Path. P A T H. Oh, pathophiles. Pathophiles. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but those are people that love gravestones, and if, you're, if you are into it, you'll enjoy it. Okay. So there. So there you go. <laughs> you are listening to, of course, um, what's the name of the show? Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and Beyond. Awesome. And we have a very, very special guest. We actually had him on Ghost Channels International yesterday, but uh, we didn't get to cover everything I wanted to. <laughs> so we will bring him on now, and he is none other than the great, late Byron Jackson of Haunted Devon, all the way from the U.K., well, my promotion gets better every time, Ron. I don't, I don't know how you do it. You've been practicing. Yeah, of course I have, Byron. How are you? I'm very good. I've just been watching the uh, chat room there and see that you've been pole dancing, and uh, that filled me with fear, I have to say. I, I'm never really afraid, but when, when you said you were pole dancing, that, that really did scare me. Well, if you want to see, just go on to uh, Amazon UK. My book is on there. There's a whole chapter of me in pole dancing. Well, as long as you're not wearing one of those mankinis, I'll be we, fine. We, yeah. won't, we won't know, will we? <laughs> I, I don't know if his pitch is involved, Ron. I don't think I want to get involved. How are you, anyway? How, how is your other guest? I, I, I don't even know the name. Sorry, I missed the, the, the start of the show. I was busy. Oh, uh, my uh, new co-host. Oh. You, you know how I go through co-hosts. You know? I mean, they're, they're like... Uh, I think well, you better whatever. rephrase that, Ron. I think you better rephrase that. <laughs> I probably should. Anyway, she is the uh, lead investigator for East, Bridgers, East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. She is a tatidologist. Uh She is a... Um, what? I don't know, whatever you said. <laughs> a tatiologist? A pathophile. Oh, a, a, is that like a pedophile? No. Thank God. Definitely not. You're wrong. No. Hello, Byron. How are you? And, and by the way, Ann Cor- uh, Carrigan. Hi, Ann. I almost said Corrigan uh, because I was. He, said- he eventually got your name in there. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. And well, uh, again, nice, nice to be with you, Ron, this evening. You, you know, I, I really do miss our time together when you were doing the show with me. Do you really? Yeah, it's, it's those British insults. I, I just don't get them the same way as I do in the United States. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, cool. No worries. So that means I can insult more and uh, get away with it. Is that is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Well, I, I I mean, we've just been. Uh, you, obviously, you, you need to speak to me about something. So I don't know what it was, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug 
like our Kieran O'Keefe event as well, if that's okay. Can I Absolutely. do that? Well, I know he's coming out to you, so I want you to be gentle with him because when he's finished with you, he's coming back for us. And uh, in on September the 29th, he's actually involved in a, an event called Scare for Heroes, which is uh, an event for all the Afghanistan uh, war heroes uh, who, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. us now. Yeah, so um, he he's coming across. He's going to do that for us at Buckland Philly Manor, uh, and uh, members of the public are coming along. And anyone from UK or indeed anyone from the US who fancies a holiday, hop over, see us, get involved. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Plenty of things to do. We're bringing out all the big guns. We've got loads of kit, and uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic evening, I think. But I, I think you're also going to have a great evening as well, aren't you, with Kieran for two weeks? Oh, we're going to have lots of evenings. Lots of, going to kill lots of pints, as we say. <laughs> well, you know he drinks Guinness. Uh, well, he's in America. He'll drink what I give him. Uh, but Boston is a Guinness location, uh, as I understand it, apart from the fact it's about five pounds dearer than it is in UK. But uh, <laughs> I can't remember much after the first two anyway. So. <laughs> and, and you know what's cool is we actually have a lot of Irish pubs in here, and I believe O'Keefe is Irish, isn't it? It, it, it certainly is, yes, and um, he is a nice, a nice chap, and I, I think you're going to have a blast with him. He's going to bring a new perspective to some of the investigations, and I think it's, it's useful to have a parapsychologist on board uh, just to add to, um, well, you know, everything that, uh, that goes on in an investigation. I mean, you're pretty mixed group. I don't know about Anne, but your group, how does it work? Is it a, is it a spiritual or a, is it a mix? How does your group work? Uh, my group? Yeah, that was yes. a question for you, my love. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought he was talking to you. Um, Pay attention. I'm... Pay attention. Sorry. My group, um, not not really too spiritual. We're more, um, I mean, we have some sensitives, but we don't normally have, like, a psychic with us. Um, so we do a lot with EVPs. Um, and you know, a little more scientific, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, this before is... we even go on that, I just want to know. I hate the word sensitive. I don't care. I'm sorry. If it's PC or not, I hate it. Okay. It's like, it's like he's not I'm, being very sensitive, Alan, is he? I'm sensitive. <laughs> he's, Excuse he's me. I'm you. sensitive. It's a little too sensitive about his sensitive. I'm sensitive about sensitives. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, we should we should get the shields up now, and he's uh, off on one. Well, what what term would you prefer we use? Psychic medium, wacko. No, it all works for you, me. You, you cannot you cannot call a psychic. How do you how can you say what a medium is? That's that's the thing. I mean, in Britain we have this big thing at the moment. Is you know how how can someone call themselves a medium? What what makes them a medium? How do they become one? Do you do you get born a medium? Do you do you go on a course to be a medium? What happens in the U.S.? I mean, here in the U.K. I could tomorrow uh, decide that I want to be a medium and sell my wares, and uh, there is no law against that. Now, of course, there was a, a European law that said that you were not allowed to uh, make money uh, for that type of thing, and, and there was some sort of off-the-cuff ruling that said that you weren't allowed to do it, but the people still do. Um, so what, 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 what is a medium? How, how, do you, how do the U.S. deal with mediums? Do, do they use them? Do they not use them? 
questions on us. Wow, the, interv- <laughs> the interviewer now became the interviewee. Wow, that, I like that, Byron. That was so. You uh, see how quickly I do that, Ron? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're still busy dangling off your pole there. Right. The, the <laughs> student. The student has now become the master. I see. There you go. Oh, uh, grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Ian, uh, why don't you answer that one? How do we use the the medium? Well, did. Yeah, I mean, do you, how, what what is a medium? Do you use them? And and in the states, um, how, you know, are they are they credible? And 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 do they make money from their profession? Well, I do. I mean, I I do know a couple of people who who refer to themselves as mediums or a psychic medium, um, and they certainly do make money off it. Um, I. I mean, in one, in one of the other groups I'm involved in, we work with a psychic, but I don't think she refers to herself as as a medium. I mean, she must I've never, be sensitive, then, right? Um. Well, no, she. You know, a psychic. Is how oh, okay, cool. Herself. This is a different group. This is not oh. <laughs> what is most haunted. But um, you know, I've never seen her do like channeling. Or things like that, mm-hmm. um, but she will say, you know, people are talking to her. Mm. So, but yeah, definitely, I think in America, it's huge. You know what? You know what's really interesting is that um, you know when I found the New England Ghost Project, I never believed in mediums. I thought they were all charlatans, and I've said that probably six million times in my. Uh, duration, but uh, just because I don't believe anything, I was still open enough to at least to uh, see if there's any validity. And I, I know working with Maureen and, and other mediums that and psychics that uh, there are a lot of valid ones. But you know, my first experience was was not what you call a real good one. Um, I went with another group, and they had this woman. Uh, we went to this investigation, and she went and she would talk to the cupboard. And then she would go and tell the owner of the place what she was getting. And to me, that was so bizarre. It was like, I'm, I'm surprised I even looked at another medium again. <laughs> she talked to the this, cupboard? This, the, the, this, is, uh, this is the problem that you do get. Um, you know, I've had the same experience, Ron. We've had really good mediums. And I know that I'm going to use the word sensitive for fear of you beating me up. But, you know, hey you're in, you're on the other end of the pond. I can say what I like here. Um, the sensitives, as 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 Anne calls them, um, you know, I have people in our group who come up with some really good results. Now, I try to make it as objective as possible. I go to a location that only I know the history of, and we've got Dartmoor right on our uh, doorstep, so we can go pretty much anywhere up there. There are lots of stories about Dartmoor. Uh, like, for instance, we took the guys to a World War II crash site on Dartmoor uh, on, what was it, last Friday. And um, we took them there. The only person who knew where they were going was me. And actually, I had a hell of a job to find it. But when we did find it, I took the guys there. Uh, there was a memorial up there, but we walked them up in such a way that they couldn't see the memorial. But nine out of ten, uh, well, certainly the sensitives amongst the group, the people that claim to be sensitives, they all picked up on the right kind of thing. They didn't get all the names, but they got some of the names. They also got some of the, you know, some of the information that actually happened. Now, this is not a well-known site. It's not a tourist area. It's not a place that you know people know about. You've got to go look for it. 
and it's in the middle of, um, you know, middle of the moor. Uh, and these guys come up with stuff. So, yes, I still believe there is something there, but I still think that there are some people that abuse it. I agree, 100%. Definitely. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's... The word sensitive, why it really irritates me, because I believe, you know, I mean, it's like, it just has such a, uh, I don't know, connotation to me on it, like, you know, I'm sensitive, like, you know what, we're all sensitive, so get over it. <laughs> I, can't we are, I mean, we, we, are, yeah, yeah. we all are attuned in some degree to something, and, and that, that's why, I, I, I think that's why it irritates me, but that's just me. Okay, so I think what, I think what you're saying is, Ron, that in, in most groups, um, groups I've been with in the past, they, they have, uh, have idolised some people that claim to be mediums. Now, you know, I'm not talking about my own group now, but I have worked with other groups in the past uh, a long time ago. There, were, there, were, there was, a, there was a, a thing that you, you had to be a medium in charge of a group and people wouldn't join your group unless you had one. And if you had a medium... You had to bow down to them and worship them because they were the people, the only people that could speak to anybody, and they were the only people that could actually do anything. Um, so wow. you used to follow the person around, and they used to tell you what they saw. You used to go away happy, and you used to think, what a load of rubbish. Actually, I've been to every room in this place. She's read a history book. She's told me what these people were wearing. I've gone away, and uh, now, you know, it, that, that for me is how investigations used to be. The way, and I'm pleased that Anne has come up and said exactly the same, we don't have uh, a full-on medium in our group. We've had mediums attached to our group, and we've had mediums work with our group. Uh, but we do have, and I'll, I'll use the word again, sorry, Ron, the, the person that we don't want to mention beginning with S. Uh, <laughs> we, do, we, we do have those, and um, we do get some good resources. But we, don't, we do have a good mix. And as you know, Ron, we've got... We have uh, a whole range of uh, people that are into the scientific side. We've got skeptics in our group, which is, is quite unusual, I, I suppose, for a, for, a, for a paranormal team. But we have, you know, we have wives join as, as the S word, and we get the husbands come along <laughs> as the skeptic. And uh, to be honest with you, it works really, really well because uh, our group is social. Uh, we, we don't just go paranormal events. We also attend other events together. And, um, you know, you get the husband who prefers to walk around with the EMF meter and learn more about the technical side and be right. the skeptic. But he's right. remaining in the balance. You know, everything's there. It, sometimes it's the other way around. And so then the, the guy is the person who is the, the S word and the other the woman is the person that's the sensitive. So, sorry, the, the skeptic. So, uh, yeah, really, really nice. It, okay. It's nice to have that balance. And I think if you get, if you get a skeptic in a group, I think it really does balance it up. You know what's really cool is, is like when I first started my group too. I had uh, uh, I brought Maureen in, uh, you know, which she actually uh, applied for the job, if you believe that. And uh, what happened is that we had someone else in the group who said that they had developed this psychic ability and everything else. So it ended up with a little bit of like um, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, a little competition, which I, I don't. See, that's, that's not a good thing for a group. I mean, it, you know, you, no. it really isn't. It shouldn't be that way. No, no not at all. And it, in our group, I tend to be the skeptic a lot. So, mm -hmm. 
a lot of times we'll have a little debate, you know, because I'm not going to jump at the first little creak or groan. And other people. This do. is just Ron's knees, incidentally, creaking yeah, you're and groaning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> I will. I will. But listen, uh, you know, Anne, I think you're, you're perfectly right in what you say is that if, if people remain balanced, and Ron is exactly the same. I've worked with Ron, and uh, he is not the sort of person that freaks out at the first uh, groan and window that opens and the draft and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there are more groups out there coming along now that, that work on this principle that they don't need the demigod in charge. Um, they they just need, um, and it's pretty much a collective, I suppose, really, for the team now. Uh, we have a group of people that go along to investigations. We've got a lot of kit. We we set it out. We know how to use it. But, you know, at the end of the day, we can't guarantee the results. Sometimes we get good results. Other times we get really bad. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's nice to get out there and at least do it in, in a semi-professional way. I, I agree, and 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 like Byron said, we did have the opportunity to work together. We we actually investigated uh, the Lizzie Borden house, which was kind of neat. I actually hosted Byron here. Oh, it's been many moons now, hasn't it, Byron? Yeah, I'm still waiting for another invite, Ron. You never invite me out again. Oh, well, you know, you still stiffed me with that last bar bill. I don't think that's going to happen again. <laughs> I, and I and I pinched his hat. Yeah. So huh? I, I, I think that was that. that that was the thing that capped it. Ron, without a hat, is like, well, like a naked pole dancer without a pole. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I nicked his hat. Unfortunately, we did Dying for the Dead with the Wyndham, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I, I pinched his hat. I had a few, a few too many by that time, I think, because it was quite an exciting night. <laughs> <laughs> we, def- we definitely had the spirit going that night, that's for sure. Yeah, it's very good. Um, uh, and like I say, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've really enjoyed the time over there. I'd love to come back. but um, yeah, the, Well, the you know, it time. may happen. But anyways, we actually have a question from the Pararex chat room, which I would like to address to you since it's in the UK and I haven't been there. Uh, what do you know about the Epping Forest? It's in, Epping Forest, uh, sensitive. It's in Essex. Where, where is it? I can't see the question. Uh, it's the Epping Forest, and it's not at you're in, It's in the other chat room. Uh, it's it says uh, the Epping Forest in Essex. There was a hangman's hill there. Do you know anything about that? I don't. No. Okay. So but, that's, that but, that answers but, the question. There you go. I, I'm nowhere near Epping, but um, I do have a forest. Does that count? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Sure. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do some quick search on that while you're while you're uh, kicking around, and we'll we'll just have a quick look and see if we can find a bit more about it. But I might I may know something about it. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll but it's night, so right. I think you would. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so, probably will in a minute. So I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, you've been to Pendle, Pendle, Pendleton. Pendleton is it? What is it now? No, Pendle Hill. Pendle Hill. Pendle. Yeah, Pendle Hill in uh, Lancashire. Um, and for those who don't know, what, what, why don't you give a little brief synopsis of what happened to the uh, most haunted crew when they went there? Okay, well, uh, you all need to, I mean, I think you've interviewed David Wells anyway, but David Wells was the medium at the time of the most haunted team. David went to uh, Pendle Hill, uh, to one of the farmhouses there, and uh, was was it... From what I can gather, and I, I, you'd need to speak to him direct, but from what, what I can gather, 
what he experienced there was the telling point for where he then decided he was not going to do it anymore. <laughs> and I think that certainly after that event, he didn't go back to, um, you know, that type of, um, well, I hope I'm not slandering myself here or making myself an issue for the future, but certainly he, he didn't go back. And he, he was doing scrying at the time, and I can always remember the, the uh, look on his face. Um, Pendle has been notorious for witchcraft. It, it, it was an area that... Um, there was a dispute over land, and as you know, in those type of days, there were witches all over the place, or alleged witches all over the place. And uh, yeah, we still have yeah. around here. Yeah, I mean, but those days, you, you you were a witch, then you you were basically hung, and this is what happened to numerous people. Obviously, Salem witch trials very similar, um, but Lancashire at that time was notorious. There was, um, you know, there was a new Bible out, James the First, blah blah blah, and from what I can remember. There, there was, I wasn't alive at the time, incidentally. Um, that, yeah. You might have been wrong. But, uh, there, I probably there, was. There were, <laughs> there were, there were lot, lots of issues going around. The, these witches, there were several families, um, were up on the land, and they, they hexed basically the area of Pendle Hill. Um, the team from Haunted, uh, sorry, Most Haunted went there. Uh, they had a huge amount of uh, problems with technical kit, and also, uh, according to the TV, there were there were many incidents involving um, most of the team being pulled up sick. Uh, also, there was another there was some filming going on on Pendle Hill uh, recently with one of the guys who took us a, a guy called Entwistle. Uh, I can't remember his first name. I think it was Simon Entwistle. He is a person who's responsible for most of the historian in Clitheroe in Lancashire. And uh, he was doing some filming with a, another TV company up there. And um, again, most of the crew went sick. Now, I have to wow. say that when we went to uh, Pendle Hill, um, all of us were fine. But having said that, it is quite an eerie place and it has a huge amount of activity going on. Whether we were in the wrong area, I don't know. But uh, a horrendous place um, with, um, you know, lots and lots of issues. But but again, you know, it's um, it's just one place of many in the UK that is notorious, and I think that there are many more that are very similar. Um, one of the places we're going to, well, we're going uh, this Friday actually is uh, we're going to the Devilstone Inn, Ron, which is uh-huh. a nice name, nice name, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, us Brits have our strange customs, don't you? Well, this this particular custom is that there outside of the pub, there's a huge rock, and it weighs. You know what? Hard. You're going to have to tell us after the break because we have to take a break oh, right I'll, now. I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, no so grab a pint, and we'll be right back after a few seconds. And okay. you are listening to Ghost Chronicles with Ann and Ron, and we'll be right back after the following messages on TojiNet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. 
It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrot X family. Hello, I'm Dr. Kieran O'Keefe and I'm standing on the battlements of a castle in Portsmouth, England. The end of August, I'm going to be coming to Portsmouth in Massachusetts, where I'll be doing various workshops, investigations, and even having dinner with the dead. So I'll see you then. And we're back. We are back. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles with Anne Kerrigan and Ron Kolick. And our very, 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 very special guest is Lord Byron Jackson of Haunted Devon. And by the way, what's your website there, uh, Mr. Jackson? It is www.haunted-devon.co.uk. Please log on, check us out, and see what we've got for you. Anyone from America, anyone from the U.S. and Canada can join us for free and join us. Come and have a look around, see what we've got. We've got loads of things inside. We all say that, don't we? Yeah. You know, one thing you used to have on there, you used to have some cool uh, night shot video of uh, Maureen puking. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I think I think that's still there, actually. Um, I think, uh, just just let me have a little flick around while we're talking. Yeah, but that particular incident was quite frightening. That was at the Lizzie Borden, I say. That was, that was where it happened. Yep, that's absolutely right. And by the way, uh, uh, Saucer Man says in the Tojanet, uh Chat room that was Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yes, uh, Karen is a little bit, you know, he's he's British, you know, doesn't quite understand the geography yet, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we have to be forgiven. It always snows in New Hampshire, doesn't it? Oh, sure, it's snowing now, yeah. actually. Really? Oh, yeah, not, yeah, not good. Yeah. Not good. Um, yeah. So going back to that, I'm just looking around for that. I can't find it at the moment, but there, there. There was um, that was the incident where uh, she got taken over, wasn't it? Right, where she transchanneled uh, Abigail Borden. Yeah, I mean that that was that was quite amazing. The the from what I can remember of the footage, um, Maureen was vomiting, but she wasn't vomiting. If that makes sense, no, she, not at all. I know, but it sounded like she'd vomited, and it it sounded. Uh, I don't want to get too detailed here, but I'm going to have to. But it, I could hear the splatter of it on the floor, if you know what I mean. But it actually wasn't going on the floor. It wasn't. It wasn't there. It so wasn't there. it was a it, it was a very bizarre experience, and I've had that sort of experience before, where you've had uh, windows being smashed when they haven't been smashed. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, bizarre. So strange. Bizarre. That's a good word. I like that. Very odd. Yeah, I mean, I just just like to reiterate to to um, the US listeners there that you know we we need to cross pollinate a little bit more with the groups and and try and get people involved on uh, either if we can't physically go there, then we should at least uh, comment on each other's pictures and comment on each other's videos. So you know, please feel free. We we do have a relatively easy website to join. And, you know, if you say you're from the States, you automatically get full membership. So how cool is that? Really? Very cool. Oh, I should I'll, let you, I'll let you in, Ron, for free. <laughs> no, it's free. Yeah, it's free for all U.S. members. And, and like I say, I think someone's just actually said on the, the uh, chat room there, if they come to England, can they come on an investigation? And And the answer to that is, yes, of course you can. 
And if you are coming to England and you don't know a group uh, in an area that perhaps you're not coming to Devon, then certainly give us a bell because we do have lots of uh, liaisons with teams across the whole of the UK. And we can certainly put you in touch and put you on groups um, to investigations in the UK, which is going to be pretty cool. So I could go too? Of course you can. I keep saying it, but you, you, I keep telling you that you, you need to come across and you make all these excuses that you can't swim and that type of thing. But, uh, you know, get your swimmers on, Ron, and just get swimming because you can come over here for quite cheap, you know. No? It's cheaper to fly that way than it is to fly the other way, believe it or not. Really? Coming to the UK is actually cheaper for you than it is for us to fly to, to uh, the US. Yeah, but I'd have to get back. Well, you can come back. You, 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 we don't. We don't keep you. It's, uh, <laughs> they don't want to keep you, Ron. Sorry. No, we don't. Well, no. After a uh, week of Ron, I think we'd probably have enough. We'd kick him out. But um, so. You know, it, it, you, okay. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. But we, no, you, we you, left you, off you, of what was what? happening over at the uh, Pendleton uh, Witchy thing. No, we we'd gone past that. We were talking oh, about Dillston. Yeah, we oh, yeah, Devil's Phone, that's what it was, right. Okay, well, I was, I was just, just going to relay a quaint um, custom for you, which is uh, the Devil's Stone Inn is uh, located in a place called Shebia in North Devon, and uh, we're going there on Friday. One of the stories is that the stone that lies outside of the pub, which weighs about, I don't know, two tonne, apparently, um, it was placed there by the devil. And every year, for as long as people can remember, the bell ringers of the church come out of the church and turn this stone over. And they turn it over to protect the village from badness and the devil. Okay? So they do this every year. It's been done year upon year upon year. It's done on November the 5th, which is bonfire night, which you probably won't know, but it's uh, Guy Fawkes night for us when they tried to blow up Parliament years ago. And uh, we burn... Oh, yeah, that's from uh, uh, V from Vendetta. That's right, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but this uh, the, the stone is turned and is turned on November the 5th. So um, we're going to the pub, which uh, is really an, a nice, uh, good old English pub, but it has a lot of history. It was actually, um, it was on the skirmish line for the Civil War. So it sits right in the line of um, the major town, which was Torrington. Uh, Shebby had to be crossed by the Parliamentarian forces. There were a lot of skirmishes around that area. There's a plague pit in uh, the garden, uh, and also there is, um, well, there, there's quite a bit going on in the pub, to be honest, but I don't want to give too much away because I've got teams going up there on Friday and I don't want to tell them too much. I've been there several times. It's a, it's a fantastic location. Um, but, you know, we see, the thing is with your locations, Ron and Anna, is that, um, you know, the locations I went to, um, Borden House was immense. I, I found that really, really uh, quite oppressive. And, um, you know, when I went there, uh, it, it came in waves. And I was explaining this yesterday to Ron that sometimes paranormal activity comes in a wave and uh, you, you walk in, you'll hit that wave, and then an hour later you'll feel better. Um, but sometimes it comes back. It comes backwards and forwards uh, throughout the evening. But tremendous location. What was the other location we went to, Ron? It was an estate somewhere as well. God, I can't remember. I'm so old. Was it the Peabody Estate or something like that, was it? I can't remember. I don't I remember. It was good. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get didn't get the lighthouse, unfortunately, but I did uh, did manage to do the Borden House, which I thought was really cool. So um, what are the plans for Kieran when he comes over? 
Uh, I'm glad you asked because uh, he's going to be doing some uh, workshops. Of course, he's doing paranormal CSI, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm really excited about that. I want to I'll probably take that class myself. And then he's he's going to be doing addressing my paranormal study group. I have a paranormal study group I do once a month, uh, every third Tuesday at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. And sure. it's kind of cool. We go in to look at different things of the paranormal. Uh, uh, Ann's good friend, Mike Marquatz, who is a excellent EVP specialist, actually. I brought him in as the speaker one day. We've had uh, uh, Josh Mantello, who was on the show yesterday with you, and uh, he had he uh, devised a system for classifying orbs, and I thought that was kind of cool as well. And, uh, and all that type of stuff. And also, we're doing Haunted Cruise, which is neat. Um couple of ghost hunts, one at the Hooten Mansion and one at the Old Mance. Oh, the Old Mance is actually a cool place, um, Byron, and that's one place I definitely should have taken you because that's where the uh, American Revolution started, the North Bridge and so forth. It's right on the property. Right, okay. Yeah, it was the home of uh, Hawthorne and Emerson, uh, the beginning of uh, the Transcendental News Movement. Uh, it, it was a lot of cool stuff going on. It's a real neat place. Uh, when I... Last time I went there, I had some excellent, excellent um, experiences. Well, probably the best thing is uh, I was in the bookstore and uh, I was addressing the group of it was about thirty people. It's you know it's a small house, and um, all of a sudden one of the books in the the uh, shelf just flew across the room right by me, which was kind of neat in front of thirty people. So it was it wasn't like laying on the shelf; it was actually in a holder, but it just zipped across the room. And the other cool thing that happened was that we had a tra tram, uh, baby carriages, and it was actually came across the room and started pushing a girl, uh, which was cool too. So there's some very good activity going on there. Hmm. I mean, I, 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 you know, again, the, the good thing is we can try and keep up with each other and, uh, you know, pass this information on. And certainly, Anne, we'd like to keep in touch with yourselves to to try and work that liaison between the two groups or the three groups or there as many groups as we can. In fact, I just had a wonderful idea, Ron. I don't know if uh, you're up for this. You know, we were speaking yesterday uh, about the possibility of cross-linking sites and this and the other. Mm -hmm. um, what, about, what about, you know, you, you know we're doing our night with Kieran O'Keefe uh, on Wednesday the 29th of September. Right. Um, and we're doing it in, in for Help for Heroes, which is obviously a British charity for Afghanistan. Um, but I'm sure the Americans have a similar charity, don't they, for um, you know the veterans that are coming back from Afghanistan? No, we don't have anything for British veterans of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. How about, how about your guys, though? Your service personnel? Do they how how do they have charity out there? Yeah, we do. We have oh. we have lots of charities. Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I'm actually vice chairman of the Republican Town Committee, and uh, we do a home day in town. And for the past uh, four years, we've collected uh, money for the troops for uh, cell phones, which was kind of cool, you know, so that they yeah, can sure. call home. You know, but what, what I was going to suggest was that perhaps yeah. on the same night that the U.S. and the U.K. could do something for charities with the forces from both respective countries. I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but certainly we're doing one anyway, and uh, it would be cool to to get that link in like we did last time with the uh, the, the free the free continents one investigation, which was uh, awesome. Yeah, I seem to remember it really well. Can you remember that? You, right, but for those who don't know, is it was Halloween, and uh, we were in the uh, Sprague Mansion in Rhode Island, and um, Haunted Devon, I believe, was in the chapel. 
We were in two locations. We were at the chapel, but also Salem we chapel. were at the, tre- the treasury in uh, Plymouth. So the, uh, the treasury was an old police station, the, ble- the treasury of Plymouth in, in Devon, uh, obviously the, the namesake of Plymouth in Massachusetts, believe it or not, but there you go. And uh, we had um, the Australian team were at a gold mine, were they not? Somewhere in Australia, I can't remember the name they were, of the- the funny part about it, because, you know, actually, you know, we started, I forget, about uh, 7 in the evening. I forget what the exact time is. This was several years ago. And you guys were, it must have been by then, about midnight. And Haunted Australia was actually the next day in the morning. <laughs> and so they did their investigation inside a movie theater, which was cool because it was totally dark. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> But it, but it worked really well. I think it worked. Everyone, it worked uh, excellent. Enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we could do that again. I don't know. There's our date. We'll chuck that one into the pot. And if any any paranormal group in the states wants to join us on that specific date, uh, and maybe get an interview across uh, across the pond with, from the BBC, who you know will probably be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, then then please let us know. You've got my email address, Ron. So if if anyone wants to to join us on that night. And I know it's midweek, but uh, for us it worked well because we are going into a house that there is uh, normally resident, you know, there's normally residents in it, but on that particular day, there's nobody there. So it's a, it's a fantastic uh, place to do it. Um, but yeah, please, please feel free to contact us and we'll, we'll sort something out and maybe uh, do some promotions across cross site. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. The only problem, my concern, of course, would be the the short timer. But yeah, it'd be great. I mean, great to have a Canadian group, maybe, and maybe some other countries in as well. Um, but it, it's a, a great month, ex- it's a great experiment. Yeah, a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole month. Uh, I mean, you know, wow, <laughs> a whole month. It's it's a long time. I mean, all you got to do, I'll do the banners. You you get the site, get your investigation. Yeah, that that's all you need to do. Is yeah, uh, that's it. yeah, yeah, cool. Well, anyway, the offer's there. It's all there. You can come if you like. If you don't, I'll go on my own. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, tell me about tell me about EVP, Ron. Tell I don't know anything about, about EVPs. I'm not I'm not an EVP guy. So no, actually, you EVP know. EVP is pretty cool. Cool, you know that. But I, there's one thing I do want to mention. We do have an investigation in uh, uh, September on a uh, deserted island with a lighthouse, and it's uh, uh, it's going to be actually a ghost hunt. So that's that's kind of cool when they're only allowing, I believe, 18 people in, in, in it. Uh, so it's kind of neat. And I've been investigated. In fact, it's one of the chapters in our book, uh, Wood Island, and it's really a cool place. Some really odd stuff have happened there. So anyways, uh, you know what EVPs, why do we even have to go into that? I mean, most people know what EVPs are, electronic voice phenomena. Um, uh, we, we definitely, I would love to have you talk to Mike because he does things a little differently in, in the EVP situation uh, than other people. But I, I do want to, speaking of EVPs, I do want to mention one thing about uh, three weeks ago, we did a ghost cruise where we actually went out and uh, to the Isle of Shoals and everything, and we attempted to make contact with some of the spirits by uh, Smitty Nose Island. And for those who don't know, there was a wreck of a Spanish galleon, 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 whatever, uh, there a long time ago. And so we asked a uh, question, if there's any idea they want to leave us a message, and we got an EVP. It says, uh, we've been rescued, boat, 
And I thought that was really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. Fabulous. So anyways, that's my story on EVPs. But, uh, Byron, let me ask you this. You do, I know you're a very technical guy. I know you do use sensitives, but uh, you use a lot of the equipment. I mean, what type of equipment do you find uh, you get the best results for? Well, actually, my tech guy is currently in the chat room at the moment. He's, he's, uh, he, he bet me to say turnip online. So oh, please I can do. get a wine gun. I've done that now, so we can stop playing that game. But um, for for our kit, we do have uh, a thermal imager, which uh, we a thermal imaging camera, which we've managed to acquire on a on a, a sort of long term loan basis. And um, we we have found that when we were doing glass swirling, Ron, you know the, the you know the the thing that right. we went over and did with you. I mean, one of the things that we were trying to work out was how to um, stop uh, people um, cheating, you know, because people, whether they know it or not, they will they will try and cheat, and uh, they will try and gain control over the glass, whether they like it or not. It's, it's just the way of the world that they seem to. And one of the things we've used is that we've used, um, if we use the thermal imaging camera, we can actually see the uh, heat intensity of the fingers on top of the glass, and you know we can do cool things with it um, with regards to uh, well, you know, verifying cold spots because it's all very well waving um, waving the uh, sort of normal uh, thermometers around, saying yes, this person's cold, this person isn't. But to have the kit to actually say, well, no, I'm sorry, it must be psychosomatic because actually you're you're, you're the same temperature that you were. Um, you know, 10 minutes ago, and uh, it's not changed, uh, and I'm sorry that we can't verify that. I mean, we use it a lot, but also uh, night vision cameras um, and the multi multiplex system, which obviously most teams have got, which we find useful uh, to, you know, to, to use. But actually, I think the most vital piece of kit, to be honest with you, is the, the ability to log and register because I think most people get carried away when they're on investigations. They mm-hmm. they tend to um, well, they they tend to see the good things, and it's like the sweetie jar, isn't it? You know, everything's going on around them, so they say, "Oh, you know, I want to join in," but nobody anywhere writes anything down. And then when you finish the investigation, you say, "Well, you know, about that thing that happened, what was it? When did it happen? Nobody took the time, you know." So we we've gone back to basics on that. We actually do. Um, we do actually use log sheets now. We do actually have a designated scribe um, who will sit in the corner. Uh, it's not a very exciting evening for them. We do swap it over. But that person will um, sit there and will uh, record instance uh, that go on. It's a bit like an ops room, Ron. You know? So we have a guy sat there. He could right. be a central location. The guy will sit there and he will listen to radio traffic going on around him. And he will record every instant from every room. And it just makes for a better report at the end of the evening. We, we actually have a, a program uh, that was designed uh, for industry, and it's called Team. And it's a, an extensive program where everything gets logged in. And not only uh, live for the night, but at the end of it, all the uh, EVPs, everything gets logged into this one program, which is kind of neat. So if you bring it up, it's a single file, and it contains all pertinent information to that particular night. It's absolutely awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah and so wow. do share. Do share. Tell yeah. us what it is. Where we it's can a get. propriety item, so we can't share. 
Ah. Wow. Unfortunately. Uh, it's it's just that one of the our team members happens to be one of the designers, so <laughs> just well, happen to be convenient. lucky. Just happen to be lucky. Anyways, I well, noticed in the I noticed in the uh, chat room, and I, I see you chose to ignore it. it. This is from Ghost Girl. She says, "Byron, how was it working with Ron?" Oh, it was awesome. He, he is such a great guy. There you, you know. go. No, I mean. No, seriously, it was, it was a fantastic time working with you guys. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the, the, the main one I can remember, and again, is because of the, the type of things that went on there and, uh, you know, the, the sheer intensity of the location was the Lizzie Borden house. Right. And I know that having worked with your team there, um, Maureen was there as well, and she came for some of the night until she got zapped and then she disappeared. But... Uh, Obviously, we had Gavin with us that night and Martin, right. and the, the whole evening was just awesome. And the professionalism of the American teams, and I think Richard picked up on it yesterday, Richard Felix, when he, uh, when he was talking yesterday. Um, there is so much kick kicking around in the U.S. that we would dearly love to get a hold of in, in the U.K. Um, you know, uh, what, there are certain items of kit that we can't buy here in the U.K., uh, and it's a shame because... Over here, we we tend not to get the correct kit. We tend to have to um, buy serious electronics kit in order to get anywhere near the standard that you would in the UK and US. Um, but you seem to have a bigger um, client base, really, for technical kit than we do. Um, so it's a shame. But, uh, yeah, but it, it was brilliant working with Ron. He, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you later. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what was re- was really really re- cool about it was um, well it wasn't so cool because you weren't able to bring a lot of equipment with you that was kind of a, a bummer for you I think wouldn't it be? Uh, brought Pip. Uh, she was all right. She she <laughs> helped. Um, uh, for those no, who don't it, know, it, uh, Pip Pip is uh, Pippa Quelch, who was a BBC reporter, correct? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my long-term partner, yeah. So, yeah, your uh, main squeeze, as we like to say. Yeah, 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 that's right. So she she came with me, and she was all the kit I needed, really. I mean, no, I mean, obviously, when you fly, you can't take too much with you anyway. Um, but uh, the main reason we were doing over there, we were actually doing a documentary for the BBC at uh, Salem, as you know, Ron, because you helped out with that. And uh, that was all to do with the witch trials. Uh, mm-hmm. But also it was to do with Roger Conant as well. He was the, uh, the 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 founder of Massachusetts, I believe. So there you go. But yeah, it was it was a nice night. Good night. Yeah, you, you know what's funny? You talked about traveling with with the kit. Um, when we went to sign with our, uh, our book agent in Georgia, uh, we were also going to do some investigating down there. So I brought my kit with me, which was you know like a, uh, a laser thermometer, uh, EMF meter, you know the recorder, the whole thing. But, you know, I, I knew that that was going to show up in, in by, uh, you know, the security. I knew I would have a problem with that. So I put them all in a plastic uh, container and uh, had it in my carry-all because I only carry a carry-all because I can't stand picking up luggage. And so anyways, when you take your boots off, I mean, your shoes off, your belt off and all this stuff, and I threw it in the uh, the uh, little tray and it passed through the scanner and everything else. When I went down there, I had no problem whatsoever. But on the way back, uh, I threw it down here, and all of a sudden they pulled me aside, and they said, uh, uh, 
what's this stuff? I says, uh, yeah, it's the right laser. The right. He says, you know, it's a laser. I says, yeah, yeah. So they they called me over and they they brought me into the room and oh my uh, god. Uh, oh yeah, and the funny part about it is we had we had uh, tickets for the flight, but we didn't have seats assigned. It was one of those things, so we had to get there on time. And, and Maureen passed right through. So, anyways, they pulled me aside and, and they started, you know, want to know what this stuff was. I said, "Well, it's not a problem. I'm a ghost hunter, and uh, you know, this is my equipment." As it turned out. Uh, the local newspaper down here had done, done an article on us, so I pulled it on my baggage and I said, oh, "See, that's us there." Uh, that's well, I figured we could just whiz right on, but no. It seems that the TSA officer decided to tell me for the next twenty minutes <gasps> all about the ghost that she has in her house oh, and how no. it makes her bed for us. And meanwhile, Maureen's having conniptions uh, <laughs> on the other side, and uh, you know. So, but anyways, they gave me all my uh, all my my cool stuff back. They gave me my laser and stuff, and my EMF and my turnip and everything. And uh, uh, we were on our way. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, you know, again, when we did come over, we didn't have half the kit that we would normally carry. Um, Nigel, who is our tech team guy, um, maybe we can get him to speak one day. Uh, he he doesn't do much speaking apart from he gets his head down and does his stuff and. Uh, he comes up with some real uh, great experiments, and uh, he must have too much time on his hand because he, he picks up all sorts of bits and pieces and puts them all together. And he's the sort of, you know, the guy of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang who builds the car? Mm-hmm. He's a bit like that. He's like Caractacus Potts. Um, <laughs> he's not nutty, incidentally. He's just very good at his job, and he comes up with all sorts of ways of making sure that things happen. And I see he's listening right now because he's just... So, so he's, he's made- yeah, is that what you call them over there? I don't know. That's, that's, that's what's in the, the chat room. That's in the chat room. <laughs> Rudabaker. I have no idea what that is. I thought that was a big car. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, incidentally, did, did we tell you that Steven Spielberg is filming his new film on Dartmoor? So we got to uh, pass most of the Winnebago's the other day when we were up on Dartmoor. Um, so obviously... Um, Steven Spielberg's latest film, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's something to do with Plane Drifters or something, mm-hmm. um, that they are filming probably in the region about 30 miles from us right now, and uh, Dartmoor, you will see it if you watch the new Steven Spielberg film when it comes out, I'll let you know, and then you can, uh, I was trying to get an interview with him, Ron, but he was a bit busy. You know, what's really interesting, Byron, too, is, is do, you, do you know the, ever see the movie uh, Lovely Bones? Yes, I have, yeah. Okay, when, when they were shooting out in, I believe it was in the UK, and uh, one of the stars was staying in the hotel across from the theater or something or whatever, and uh, uh, the ghost uh, from the theater actually visited them. Really? Hmm. Really? I mean, there's loads of stars that have actually said to have seen uh, spirits. Uh, certainly in, in the UK, there, there's plenty of people. I mean, Robbie Williams believes in in ufos so you know it's uh it's strange there's all sorts of people that that you wouldn't expect to believe in spirit and and to believe in the paranormal who suddenly pop up and say actually i do i I really do believe it maybe we should get some of them listening to the show and then we can uh we we can get some real big names some a-listers as they well we have big name we have byron jackson i mean that's pretty big in in my book and if most people have seen him you'd realize that's true Oh, you've seen my size, haven't you? You've seen my diet has gone for a burden, haven't you? It's all these uh, wine gums that I've been eating. It's, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> so anyways, Byron, it looks like we've just about run out of time here. So uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I'd like to thank you for offering me to come on. As usual, it's a, it's a pleasure. And thanks very much, Alan, for And once for again, your website? <laughs> your website? Oh, of course I don't want to plug my website. It's uk. I say, any U.S. member, log in, find yourself a, a handle, tell us who you're a member from the U.S., and you'll get full membership forever, and you can chat to some of our mad people and, uh, you know, talk about tech things or talk about and share ideas. You know, great. It would be really good to have you on board. All right, Byron. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Byron. Thank you, Anne. Bye. So, so what's happening? Uh, uh, what's your name, Ann? <laughs> Oh, I'll quickly just forget it. Too late. Oh, wait. I don't have anything happening. All right. So it's time to wrap it up. Say goodnight and God bless. All right. Goodnight. From ghoulies to ghosties. Long again.